Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now may our hearts be prepared to receive this week's message from Tracy Walker entitled Part 3, Better Attitudes. Good morning. morning. It is very good to be with you all this morning. It is good to be back after a uh, small vacation with my family. Going on vacation with family is great fun, but there comes a point where it's definitely time to come home. Um, we, had a, we had a wonderful trip to um, soggy Southern California. Whoever says it doesn't rain in Southern California wasn't with us. Um, I wanted to point so, a couple of things out to you before I get started on the, on the message. Uh, you all know we've been collecting food, our Super Bowl food drive. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat stunned here because when I got here early this morning to open up the building, um, there, was a nice, there was a nice pile of, of food here. And it just grew this morning. All of the bags that you see that we haven't even unpacked, all of that came in this morning. And I think that is just a beautiful sight. Once again, Ocoee Oaks, taking care of others, um, you know, good, great job. I think that's, that's just a beautiful thing. Amen? Amen? The other thing, because I have the mic and I get to decide what I talk about, um, I know we inundate you with lots and lots of announcements every week and, and it can become a little bit overwhelming. I want to remind you of an announcement that we made a week or so ago, and I think we made it again this past week. Um, Beginning March 10th, we are relaunching Children's Church. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how long it's been since we've had Children's Church, but when I accepted the position to come in and be Minister of Children, Youth, and Families, um, one of the things that, that, one of the priorities that was put on me was we have to figure out how to get Children's Church back up and running. And so I'm here to tell you we're doing it beginning March 10th, and I'm very excited. We have one of the preschool teachers who is already committed to being our lead teacher, and that's great news. Um, but all we need to get it really going is a few volunteers who'd be willing to uh, invest maybe one Sunday every four to six weeks to be an assistant. You don't have to do any preparation. You, don't, you just have to be there to support. So if that's something that you would enjoy doing, if that's something that maybe you feel called to do, 
um, I would invite you to please uh, catch up with me and let me know so I can start putting together that volunteers list, okay? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for our worship service today and for the message we are about to hear. May these words bring you glory and bless your holy name. We pray that we will hear the good news of this message with open hearts and live lives that glorify you more and more each day. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're continuing our series, Better. In this series, we've been focusing on the fruit of the Spirit by looking at how the fruits flourish when we find practical ways to live better lives. So the first week, we began by looking at how we can do a better job of setting and managing priorities. And you remember the the demonstration uh, that we saw of placing rocks, pebbles, and sand into an empty jar. And that gave us a, a visual reminder of how all of our resources, especially time, money, energy, are, are limited. Everything we have is limited. So it's, it's a reminder that setting priorities is, is a constant and ongoing challenge. Last week, we used the story of Ruth to help us see the importance of making better decisions. When faced with difficult circumstances, our decisions should rely on faith over convenience and God's will over our desires. This week, we're going we're gonna to look at, at having better attitudes. Specifically, we're going to talk about humility. But before we dig into the message, I want to I get us in the, in the right frame of mind. And it is, after all, Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yay. Football fans out there? Yeah. So why not start this message with a little football? I have a video clip that I'd like to share with you, and there really is a reason for it, but it might get us in the, in the spirit of, of, of the big game. So can we see the video, please? Second down. When you get it, the score is 31-6. Yeah, but if people had to make up signs like that, I mean, they ought to just, you know, go to their homes and read Sanders still on his feet, and Sanders is gone. Six Cowboys missed him. Seven-yard touchdown run by Barry Sanders. Ray Horton is hurt for the Cowboys. Sanders had carried 11 times before that for 22 yards, and then that one from 47 yards. 
Well, you know, it's just a matter of time before everyone on this team is going to be heard from. You think you got them tackled? <laughs> I mean, that's by keeping your feet going and making Sanders move. Some of those moves, there's only one guy in this game that makes, and you just saw that guy. So who knows? Whoa, I got hot all of a sudden. Who knows uh, who Barry Sanders is? Yeah, hands. Um, now, if Pastor Don were here right now, um, and he may, he may actually be wearing his Detroit Lions Barry Sanders jersey today. Um, his beloved Lions came so close to making it to the big game. Um, but he would also recognize the intended irony of me using a clip of the Lions and Barry Sanders playing the Dallas Cowboys. Now, most of you know that I moved here recently from Fort Worth, Texas. That's Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Texas. Not Dallas. Fort Worth is near Dallas, but it is not Dallas. Are you, are you picking up on a little rivalry there? I may have lived near Dallas, um, so, so, well, I did live, live near Dallas, um, and due to the proximity that I lived to Dallas, you might think that I'm one of those obnoxious cowboy fans, um, but let me be clear, and, and my family will attest to this, while I do follow the cowboys, I am most entertained when there is cowboy chaos. And for the last 25 to 30 years, there has been plenty of cowboy chaos. But seriously, the reason, there, is a, there is a real reason that I, I chose this clip. As far as, the, as NFL players go, Barry Sanders was and still is in his non-playing role the model of humility. Now, what you saw in the clip was an artist at work. He could make people miss. He could, he could get out of situations. You heard them say, six Dallas Cowboys missed the tackle. And it's not just anybody that can make that happen. He should have been stopped, and yet he found ways to avoid being brought down. But, but perhaps the most remarkable thing about this clip, and I, I don't know if you picked up on it, I hope you did, this and all of Barry Sanders' touchdowns, there was no celebration in the end zone. There was absolutely no celebration. Unlike today's highly scripted and over-the-top end zone shenanigans, Sanders simply left the field carrying the ball. He didn't spike it. He didn't draw attention to himself. He just went on about his business. And to Barry, he was just doing his job, and doing it well didn't require a celebration. The man was humble to the core. He always let his on-field actions do the talking. Now, some call Barry Sanders the GOAT, the greatest NFL running back of all time. And statistically speaking, he's number three on the list of, of all-time uh, rushing yards. He was a humble superstar, and what an oxymoron that is today, a humble superstar. By most accounts, Sanders retired early. He played 10 seasons, but he didn't leave due to injury. 
When he announced his retirement at the beginning of training camp in 1999, fans and players were, were just absolutely stunned that he would step away from the game. He was so close to breaking the career rushing record, which was held by Walter Payton at the time. How could he do this? How could he step away? He's so close to reaching such a high level of success. And his response was as simple as his response on the field when he scored a touchdown. He said, in all the time that people have known me, has anyone heard me talk about the importance of rushing records or finishing with the most touchdowns? And obviously, obviously the answer is no. And he goes on and says, so if that's never been important to me, then why would that be a motivation to keep playing? He wasn't driven by fame or money, which he had plenty of both, or records. He wasn't even driven to feed his ego. He played because he was passionate about the game. And when there was no more passion, there was no reason to go on. Now, the world around us places athletes, performers, actors, and celebrities on pedestals. And in turn, the adulation that they receive feeds their egos, and humility is often replaced with pride. Just happy to be here doing what I'm passionate about is replaced with, hey, look at me, look at how good I am. And it's been this way for, for a very long time. And, and of course, there are exceptions. We can, we can certainly point to celebrities and others who live under the microscope of public view. And we can, find a, we can find some who are generous and giving people. But in the past few years, social media has completely changed the rules of the game. All of us. All of us now have access to tools and platforms that make self-promotion really very easy. A new subcategory of celebrity has emerged, the so-called influencers. You have a video, it goes viral. That leads to more followers, which leads to more exposure, which leads to the belief that the world suddenly revolves around me. With these devices, these notorious devices, we carry around a way in which we have the opportunity to be the stars of our own movies. And the world is encouraging us to do that. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a message about the evils of social media, although there are times I think we could probably spend a little bit of time on that. What we're talking about this morning is people's motives. Humility is an attitude of the heart. By definition, humility is having or, or showing a modest or low estimate of our own importance let me, let, me re let me repeat that, of our own importance. Having humility doesn't mean that we have to minimize or apologize for our God-given gifts. It just means that we shouldn't be placing ourselves above others because of those gifts. Humility is a, 
is, is not a passive trait. It's an active choice, a deliberate decision to remain grounded. Barry Sanders was loved in Detroit. There's, there's no doubt that he, he couldn't go anywhere without being swarmed by adoring fans. That's, just, that's part of being a celebrity. <clears throat> but it's not just limited to the famous. We, we all feel good when we're noticed and praised. There's a sense of satisfaction when people tell you how great you are. You know what dopamine is, everyone? Everyone know what dopamine is? It's a, it's a chemical <clears throat> in the brain, and that's what, what causes you to, to feel pleasure and satisfaction. When someone compliments you or, or says, nice job, you'll, you'll experience a, a brief release of dopamine, and you'll, you'll feel good. It feels good to be praised. But with social media now, you can get that hit of dopamine when you post something, and it's immediate. You get likes, you get more followers, you get that hit of dopamine. Pride that grows out of social interactions where we are told how great we are is a tempting and sometimes addictive force. We can get truly addicted to being told how good we are. We learn through Scripture that humility is the cornerstone of wisdom and spiritual growth. We can turn to the book of Proverbs, one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament, to understand the importance of humility in our spiritual lives. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4 says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. We are rewarded for our humility, but we pay a price when we become prideful. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2 warns us, when pride comes, then comes disgrace 